Well, Ulysses, it's uh, Wednesday, which means it's time for our recurring episode called the Midweek Mailbag. No voice memos this time around, but we do have three really good questions slash concerns. So let's get to it. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. And we're the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked On Rays your very first listen every day. And remember, Locked On Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Rays. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And you can email us anytime, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. All right, let's get right into these mailbag questions. This first one from Metal Mando on Twitter. He says, or she says, or they say, I don't know. Uh, Metal Mando says, do you think the Rays analytics are doing them in this year? I do believe that Kevin Cash isn't calling the shots here. There's a person behind, there's a person making these calls behind the scenes and his name is dot, 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 question mark. Well, in back-to-back episodes, the name Jonathan Ehrlichman is going to uh, be highlighted, I guess, yeah. uh, on this show. He is the process and analytics coach that you see there in the dugout every game. Metal Mando, I don't think the analytics are doing them in. Right. To quote you, I don't think that they're doing them in. If anything, this team, with all of the injuries that have happened, with all of the defensive miscues that they've that they've that we've all seen this year, with all the base running gaffes that we have seen and continue to happen, this team is tied for the first spot in the wild card and right. is eight games away from a Yankee team who was you know, like not likely, but on their way to break the 116 wins record by the Seattle Mariners of 2001. That's incredible. Yeah, <laughs> that's incredible where the Rays are. So, no, I don't think the Rays are do- uh, uh, the analytics team uh, or whatever the quote was analytics doing the minute. Not not at all. Now, yeah. to your second part, is somebody else calling the, sh- the shots? Maybe not somebody else. But it's definitely not Kevin Cash by himself. Yeah. It, it, that's not the way that, M, that MLB, that any baseball team is run now, nowadays. It's not just the manager saying, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do this here. And I'm going to do this here. No. Maybe one or two decisions per game is Cash. Right. But most of, it is a te- most of it is a template. Most of it is a template. And, and most of it is just they have so many numbers. And they have, again, Jonathan Ehrlichman right there saying, hey, you know, can you back us up here? What, what, what would be the, the, the right scenario to do this? Yeah. And you got Kyle Snyder. You, you've got Motola. Like, it's a whole team that, that, that makes the decisions. Right. And that's not to discredit Kevin Cash's importance and role to this team because it's much more that job, that gig is much more than – I'm going to make this pitching change in the seventh inning, or I'm going to utilize this pitch hit, uh, this pinch hitter 
just the day-to-day of being a manager and and team is motivated, excited, and, and gets the very best out of themselves and not letting a bad apple or two, just being able to uh, keep the ship running for over six months is very, very uh, important for sure. Um, as far as the raise analytics, doing them in, I agree. I think really, to me, I see four factors. I see, and, and again, the Rays are in a really good spot despite everything that they've dealt with. Uh, injuries, lots of rookies. You're in the toughest division, arguably, in the game. And silly mistakes, which goes back to oftentimes rookies, young players, or players stepping into new, more expansive roles. Also, if you want to add another little addendum to that, uh, maybe the Rays perhaps were a tad ambitious in expecting the likes of Josh Lowe and Vidal Brujan to uh, pan out quickly or be able to step in to uh, being legit major league players. Clearly, that has not worked out to this point. Yeah, no, and and I think we could put Taylor Walls in there. Nothing yeah. to do with with the defense. The defense placement for Taylor Walls, the glove place, the 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 arm place, just the bat hasn't really been awake. Twenty twenty two, it has been awake somewhat in the last two weeks or so. That's that has to be said. I think one one thing I, I did find out about Taylor Walls, which I am going to share uh-huh. with you all here, is is Taylor Walls. Opposite Willie Adamas, and I know exact. I know that you know exactly what I mean ah. by that, Kevin. But for people that don't know what I mean by Taylor Walls being the opposite of Willie Adamas, is he's hitting at the trop. This is a slash line, people that 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 think that Taylor Walls never gets a hit or anything like that. At the trop, he's hitting two fifty two, a three twenty nine on base, four fifty six slug. That's a seven eighty five OPS. The dude rakes at the most beautiful warehouse where MLB games are played. The problem is you take him out of Tropicana Field, very long way from Pinellas County, and boy, it's rough. Mm. It's a 383 OPS. That so, is really interesting. Night and day for Taylor Wall. So when when you're at the Trop and Taylor Walls is in the lineup, good things are going to happen. If you're in your couch good things are going to happen when Taylor Walls is hitting at the trap, but he's kind of opposite Willie Adamas. Wow. Yeah. And maybe some of that is the fact that he really needs a ballpark that he can get a lot of reps in and get familiar with the backdrop in the scene. And who knows, maybe he's just not traveling and cross country trips has a, uh, some sort of effect on his body where he can't get into a rhythm. I mean, some guys, everybody's a little bit different and, and how they work and, and how they go, but usually it's, it's the opposite problem. Guys can't hit at the drop, you know, right. and, and that's, but so we'll see if that's a uh, continuing trend. I think when I was at the game on Friday, I don't know what his line was, but he had a deep drive to the alley that I think was caught by Michael a Taylor. It was like, man, all right, Taylor walls. Yeah. Good look on a ball, but you know, uh, no, but I'm glad you brought that up about walls for sure. So, uh, no, um, I don't think the analytics are doing the raise in and, uh, sure. Kevin cash isn't calling all the shots. He's maybe calling a couple again, but it is a collective effort as, uh, Joe Madden said in his article with the Tampa Bay times that, you know, there's the analytical membrane. So, 
there's a lot of guys from Neander to Bendix to all the guys that you've never heard of. I mean, maybe if you have time, look up the Rays front office directory and just look at all the titles and, and, and names. And those guys are involved, you know, with, uh, PhDs from MIT and, and Harvard and Yale and whatnot. So anyway, uh, we've got a couple more fun mailbag questions that we'll get into. But first, we have to tell you about this. Uh, everyone knows about the risk of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again, play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's for that matter forever. So drive sober or get pulled over. All right. Uh, this next mailbag question or hot take actually from Zach Dab. He says, hot take question mark. The AL East is going to come down to the wire between the Rays, Jays, and Yanks and will be decided in the last week of the regular season. Super hot take question mark. The Yankees will not win the East. <laughs> Zach, I like it. I like it a lot. I, I said last week that if the Rays had swept the Yankees, I would have been all, all over that and, and said a hundred percent. Well, if you look now, this is of course being recorded on Sunday evening people. So things might've changed a little bit by Wednesday, but on Sunday evening, it's at eight games. The Rays are eight games behind the Yanks. It's if I will tell you this, Zach, if the Rays are five games or less, or well, by any means you said the Yankees would not win the ALE, so it doesn't particularly mean that the Rays would win it. The yeah. Jays could also win it. So I will say this. If the Jays and or the Rays are five games, far five games at the beginning of September, on September 1st, then I think you're on. Then I think you're on. Five games. And I know five games might seem to a lot of people like, well, that's nothing. It's a lot. You have to play five games better to just be there. Right. So you have to be on fire. And then you also have to see, oh, that other team, the Yankees, they have to still be a dumpster fire like they've been in the last month. Right. So can you, it, it's going to be tough. So I will say that at five games, it's in play. If it's still eight, seven, six, seven, eight, you know, that doesn't, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. You start to get to five you might feel the pressure if you're the Yankees. Yeah. And I'm sure the Yankees already feel pressure as of right now, because they were supposed to, you know, have a couple months ago, the, the best regular season in MLB history or right up there with the Seattle Mariners and some of those other Yankees teams. And right now the, the pressure is on Aaron Boone. It's on that team that uh, is, is struggling to provide consistent offense is struggling to, uh, to provide consistent pitching. Um, and it, that, that just does not seem when you're playing in a market like that with a fan base like that, and you have what is historically not uh, a fun, loose clubhouse, it can make things really, really difficult. I mean, 
on the day that the Yankees retired Paul O'Neill's number 21, the general manager, Brian Cashman, and the owner, Hal Steinbrenner, were booed by fans. That's kind of what you're dealing with. And you see yeah. uh, cooler heads are not prevailing. The, the blow-ups by Aaron Boone, the blow-ups the, the blow by Garrett Cole, and maybe you need some of that to, you know, kind of, okay, we maybe need to get our crap together. But here's the thing that, again, everybody's dealing with injuries, but uh, and the race and race fans know that more than anybody, but the Yankees have been particularly hit hard uh, with Giancarlo Stanton and so many of their relievers and other key players like Matt Carpenter and Harrison Bader and Zach Britton and Luis Severino and Miguel Castro and Albert Abreu. Uh, those guys are all expected to be back between late August and September for the most part. So the Yankees are going to get reinforcements over the next several weeks, uh, give or take. Now, they are going to be without Michael King, uh, for the rest of this year, they are going to be without Chad Green for the rest of this year and possibly some of the year after that as well. But um, I think the Yankees will not necessarily continue. Uh, they're, they're not going to return to what they were earlier on this season, but there will be somewhat a little bit of a correction here. And we also have to remember things aren't going to get easy for the Rays, even with some of their injured guys coming back. We've talked about it before, the 17 games in 17 days. And, you know, one of the hardest, if not hardest September schedule. So there's a lot of conflating factors there that are going on. Oh, I've checked this now. The strength of schedule for the race is the most difficult one left. Yeah. So they're, they're leading. Uh, so it does not get easier uh, for the Rays now. Do you agree? Is there, a, is there, what, what's your line? Is your, your line five games? Is your line maybe less seven games, three games? When do you think that the division would be at play come September 1st and, and however many games back? What well, what do you think? Yeah, I'd maybe give it five to six games. I think that's a, that's a fair mark right there. So we'll see. We'll see in a week, week and a half, what that yeah. shows up like right now. But again, Yankees can very well, you know, I don't know who is lined up next on their schedule, but uh, or at the time of this uh, recording goes out, you know, they could have won two, three games in a row, and then we're having a totally different conversation, for sure. Well, I will say this: they, they are think- facing Scherzer and Degrom, okay, back to back. So, so that Monday, Tuesday, so did that. Yeah, so hopefully that would have been a couple L's. They're they're going against Domingo Hermong and and Montas. So uh, I don't know. I, yeah, it, it would be fun. It would be fun because you want this September schedule to to kind of, even though it's difficult, you're also getting games against the people that you want to beat, which are the Jays, which are the right. Yankees, um, and you would gain some 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 games. Um, yeah. with them I, it, so that's what i'm saying five games i think would be the right amount for you to be like the division is at play if come september 1st you're more than five games back then no then just focus on the wild card as as the objective as a fandom and and you'll be happy don't don't think if if there there's more than five games back uh, don't 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 think about the division because then you're going to be frustrated and there's no there, there's no reason to be frustrated if you're a race fan and you're and and this team is going or apparently going into the playoffs with all of the things yeah. you're a race fan you know what this team has suffered through you know what the deficiencies have been this whole year why would you be frustrated that they didn't get the division you shouldn't be 
You should be blo- uh, you know, gloating yeah. that <laughs> our team is so good that with this going wrong and this and this and this and having a pitching staff, a complete pitching staff in the IL and, and our best player, Wander Franco, missing most of the season mm-hmm. and Manny Margot and Harold Ramirez and, and the defensive mistakes and rookies not uh, uh, performing as, as we thought. All of those things, and the race could still be in the divisional play come September. That's incredible. And the fact that, um, again, as of this recording, every team in the East has at least 60 wins. Red Sox, Baltimore. Yeah, who would have thought Baltimore would be as good as they've been this season? Uh, You know, that might be something that Zach Dab has to put up on Bet Online. You know, if if he's really bold about this, put literally your money where your mouth is. And, uh, you know, I'm sure there's some sort of wager or opportunity there where you can pick a team other than the Yankees to win the division on bet online. Yes, there would be. And Zagdab, I would tell you that betonline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including MLB, NFL, where's Tom Brady, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in game betting, scores, podcasts. They have you covered. So today, go to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the actioning happening. Guess what? Today, Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, this uh, last question from uh, Brendan, who I went to the game with at the Trop this past Friday, and he is a noted Royals fan, and he's all in on the Royals rebuild, and he has flat out asked, when are the Rays going to trade for Salvador Perez? <laughs> well, Brendan, thank you so much for for the question. This is a good one, man. Um I think this, we might have talked about, if you're an OG listener, you still might not remember this, but we did have an episode in 2019 saying, what are good catching options for the race? And Salvador Perez was one of them. I believe we talked about Francisco Cervelli at, uh, at a point. We were also talking about William Sastudillo. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, there were a couple of, of other names as well. But Salvi Perez was, for me, the target. And then when he signed a four-year, $80 million contract or $82 million contract, I was like, oh, yeah, okay. The Rays were never at play for that. Now, if for next year the Rays had a situation where they had a Mike Zunino of 2020, and by that I mean a guy who is incredible behind the dish but not really good with the stick – I think this would be a no-brainer, and I would say, hell yeah, go get yourself some Salvi, and then now your catching position has it all. It would be perfect. And on days where Mike Zanino needs to be a starter, now you have Salvi in the DH position. Like That would be perfect. Mm -hmm. The problem is that the Rays don't have that right now. The Rays don't have a Mike Zanino. They have a Francisco Mejia who has been improving behind the dish, who has way better of a bat than Mike Zanino. So that that's the issue you you 
Salvi is not giving you enough behind the dish defensively right. right now to to go and pull the trigger for $20 million a year. I mean, his pop time right now is at the 20, 20, uh, 22nd percentile. The framing has never been particularly good, but it has been as high in the 47th percentile, which is about league average, to right now 6th percentile. So, again, he's 32. The years come on by. Those knees get a little bit worry, and uh, you're not as a you're not a spring chicken anymore. Right. But his his bat is still intriguing, man. In 316 at bats, he has 17 bombs, 702 uh, uh, OPS. The exit velocity is the the second highest it's been since 2015. The bat still plays. Right. Yeah, it's um. It's a funny, interesting question, and I think at some point the Royals are going to try to offload Salvi as part of that rebuild. And I will note this really good point about him being 32 years old and a lot of a lot of wear and tear on that body and those knees being behind the plate for as many games as he has. And uh, we the game I was at on Friday, like he still showed excellent, excellent ability to block and stay in front of pitches. But there's going to come a time where he's going to get banged up and and you just have to wonder if it's worth the expense of that. Now, if you're the Rays, I don't think there's any way in the world where you would take the remainder of that contract head on. You would have to work some sort of deal of Royals. You're eating half of that deal. You're right. eating two thirds of that contract. You're eating three fifths of that contract, something along those lines. And you throw in, uh, I would think the Royals, who actually, uh, I believe, have the worst-ranked farm system. Now, some of that's a little bit misleading because they graduated so many of their top prospects. I mean, all their top prospects... They're on the starting lineup. They're they're on the big league club. Nick Prado, Pasquantino, Bobby Witt Jr., MJ Melendez. MJ Melendez, who is really, really impressive. Just the fact of being able to maneuver from corner outfield to behind the plate and being able to produce like he has. Uh, But if there's one fault for the Royals. It is, uh, developing pitching prospects and having, uh, a relatively low turnout rate or success rate on their pitching prospects. So if there's a deal to be made, I would think that the Rays could ship off some of their guys that are more fine tuned and refined, whether they're some big league guys or some guys at triple a that are pretty much as about as close to finished products and about as ripe as you could be to acquire that Salvador Perez. But I got to be honest, I think with what we're seeing from Francisco Mejia and the possibility of bringing back Mike Zanino, I think they just might run it back with those two and maybe give some more playing time or give more reps, at least reps as far as at bats to Francisco Mejia. If Francisco Mejia keeps improving behind the plate defensively, Mike Zanino is not coming back, I don't think, because Christian Bethencourt is pretty interesting, too. The right. dude has got pop. Back-to-back starting games w- w- with a home run um, during the weekend in that Royal Series. I, I This is going to be an off-season topic. Will Zanino come back and all that? But behind the dish, if Mejia keeps improving, I, I don't see why you, you don't make him your A1 um, yeah. guy. And... That's exactly what you hope for a race fan. Like you need to see some more improvement behind the dish. But you know the Salvi thing is very intriguing. Like honestly, 
it would have been a really good get in 2019. Right. Tremendous get. But again, 32 years old, he's owed still $60 million, 62, I guess, because you have to include the, the $2 million buyout. Mm-hmm. His contract would end when he's 35. So he has to, he, he still has three more years, 2023, 2024 and 2025. So 60 plus mil for one guy. So that's 20 mil per season. That's, that's tough for the race, but it'd be intriguing if you say, you know, yeah. okay, we'll give you a couple yard bros. Maybe a Seymour, Ian right. Seymour. Yeah, that that would be intriguing for for, for them, but uh, they would have to eat a lot of that that money. But so far, I don't think that's that's going to happen. But I would have really enjoyed yeah. Salvi. I mean, he's a five time Gold Glove winner. I know people don't don't care about that <laughs> stuff, but that's that's hierarchy, man. And been there, done that. World Series champ, World Series. Oh. Uh, I'm sorry, not World Series MVP, but I think ALCS MVP. No, World Series MVP. World Series okay, champ, five-time Gold Glove, seven-time All-Star, four-time Silver Slugger, and let's not forget what he's he did boss. in 2021 with the 48 homers and 121 RBIs as well. Again, um, 17 bombs, Kevin. 17 bombs in yeah. 360 at bats. It's do, still placed. What do you think would be more likely? The Rays trading for. Salvador Perez or Sean Murphy, if they're looking Sean Murphy, okay. the, the the H, the H is a big one in the money, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think the Rays are going to at this juncture. Uh, I don't think they're going to do anything crazy with the catching position of going out and getting that frontline name, that all star caliber guy the the name recognition of other catchers out there i think you know maybe you want to yeah, think of all the names the the kevin smiths of the world like if you want some depth here and there maybe you know next season they go after that and and use francisco mejia as your your 1a and keep around beth and court and then you know add a third guy i i would think that they'd want to try to bring zanino back if the price is right but um i don't think we should I don't think we should get our hopes up for, for Salvador Perez, but I wouldn't be surprised. I suppose if, if the Royals try to work out a deal, if they really want to go all for broke with this rebuild, because the fact of the matter is, I I don't know if you're winning anything as long as uh, for, for the remainder of Salvador Perez's contract, this could be like an Orioles situation might not take quite as long, but you definitely need more in the pipeline to, put on a competent winning ball club. I, I like some of the yeah. pieces that they have, but you, you need more. This is 2019 Orioles. Like you see the, okay, they've got yeah. nice pieces, but you need them to develop. You need that. It's, it's 2018 race, right? Like it's a fun college team, except the 2018 race, like exceeded expectations by, by everyone's means because they had 90 wins uh, under their belt. Um, so maybe it's more like that 2019 Orioles, but yeah, yeah, th- there's still more to be done and I wouldn't put it past them. Look, he got hurt this season, um, Salvi. So next year, maybe you yeah. see that trade happen the trade deadline. If he goes off again with the, with the, with the pop and he's hitting like 15 bombs by July, boom, he might, he might be shipped off. Question. Although, although yeah. wait, hold up. I think he's a 10, five guy. 
He's so that means that oh, he yeah. does have some trade clause in his contract. So he might be able to say no to a trade. And, you know, he, he is, you know, Kansas City Royals lore. So right. they do respect where he wants to be or not. So, yeah, I mean, he certainly, might, earned, he, he certainly earned that, that right. String for that, sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, say the Royals come to the raise say mm-hmm. we'll we'll eat 80 percent of salvador perez's contract wow but we so want nice yeah well wait for this we want in return taj bradley straight up we'll give you salvador perez eat 80 percent of his contract but we really need pitching and we want taj bradley so you would have three years for 12 million dollars of salvi for Tash Bradley. Oof, that's rough, man. That's rough. Again, this is the prospect hugging that's like yeah. making me doubt because the non-prospect hugger would say, yeah, take that deal. Right. Take that deal. But the prospect hugger, hugger in me, which we all have, because as race fans, we all have a prospect hugger mm-hmm. identity and personality in our DNA. And that's what's making me doubt because, you know, Tash Bradley could be the next... Shane McClanahan. He could be the next Drew Rasmussen slash Shane Boss. He could be, but he also could be Jake Faria. That's very true. And who knows? It could be Mason Montgomery could wind up being a better pitcher than Taj Bradley. JJ Goss or Sandy Gaston could be. But I just think that would be. Uh, I, I don't know how any fan, I mean, even the most prospect hugging type. That if the Rays made that deal, that you'd be like devastated that you got Salvador Perez at at a eighty percent discount, and yes, you had to give up one elite level pitching prospect. I will tell you, I've been on Twitter for long enough to know that there is definitely a part of the fan fan that would be like, "This is ridiculous! Why would you get a five time Gold Glove Silver Slugger in his decline?" Ba 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 ba. Yeah crazy all right well thank you all for the questions and for listening to the locked on rays podcast and of course making it your first listen every day now make your second listen the locked on mlb podcast with Sully. uh that is also free and available on all platforms hope you all have a wonderful day stay safe and we will talk to you on thursday